with chocolate treats mixed into dark chocolate ice cream, the Tillamook Chocolate Collection is a chocolate game changer because the thing that pairs best with chocolate is more chocolate. Tillamook Chocolate Collection Ice Cream. Extraordinary Dairy. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. Side stories. That's when the cannibalism started. Side Side stories. stories. Yes. Ooh, Kissel, are you feeling (laughs) spooky? Dude, I'm freaking scared, man. There's a bunch of fake spider webs all over the place. You can't even go into a Dwayne Reed anymore, which is you a know Walgreens. what's scariest about the fake spider webs? What? They're made out of asbestos. <laughs> ah, gets in your no! lungs. You get that web lung. That's what killed my grandfather. Hey, man. Yeah. That's there's a lot of there's a lot of cobwebs at Birkenau. out. Yeah. No, that was not not that grandfather. You are you are just no. My grandfather who fought for the United States in the Forgotten War, the Korean War, and then you know what he did? Carpentry, and that's where he got cancer. Wow. You know okay. what? I'll I'll tell you what. It's the Forgotten War. It's definitely the most boring war. It's not a boring war. There were zips. There were zaps. There was. There was Wasn't it like, like three no. weeks long? I don't know. I don't remember. All right. Didn't we win that war in a ping pong championship? <laughs> I, I, I honestly I, I don't, don't know. know a single thing about the Korean War. There's a big monument now in Washington, D.C., and we're going to be in Washington, D.C. in early November, November 8th. Come check out Side Stories Live. Good and plug. Henry, we will go in there together. Oh, God. And we will learn about the Korean War. And Do that's I have be- to be lectured by a vet? Yes. When we, we're traveling for work. Or whoever we find missing a digit. If they're missing a finger, we're just going to assume they know all about it. And whatever they say, that's the truth. No, they were probably in an anti-smoking commercial. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? This is Side Stories. I am Ben, joined by my compatriot, Henry Zabrowski. Yes, it is your comrade. Indeed. I am your comrade, Henry Zabrowski, West Coast communist Henry Zabrowski, which means I give my latte to the poor man I see. Aww. I do buy, I sometimes will buy a goddess bowl and give it to a poor man so Aww. he knows he is equal. That's very sweet of you. Every, everyone loves Quino. Yes, they do. They do have love Quino. Yes. But it's Halloween. <laughs> yes, it's it Halloween, is. Yay. And I'm feeling spooky. And Kissel, what have you been watching? So I obviously I did check out It too. That's been the most mainstream horror film that I saw recently. And as we mentioned on last week's stream, or on last night's stream, um, we can't really talk about it yet because it's still too fresh and people haven't seen it. But that's Whoa, the most- It too. It too. yeah. But that's that was, fine. That's the ending the mo- sucked. That's just my hot take, but I don't want to ruin it for anyone because there was some great scares. There were some fun jump moments, some really cool big ass puppets. Yeah, leave like- ten minutes after it's before it's over. Basically, leave ten minutes. As soon as I get down there, um, leave mm. and go get, catch a free beer in the lobby. Could be. That's not bad advice because I'm gonna say, see it. You gotta see it. Yeah, it see is it. cool. It's cool. Anyway, Joker so- again. It's all right. This is our, these are our movie reviews because we really yeah. can't give any information away because otherwise our audience is going to turn this episode off immediately. It's all right. Uh, you know, Joaquin Phoenix real thin. <laughs> real skinny. I was very concerned the entire time about how skinny he was. But he's always been thin. It's not like I he- know, but he's he goes in between 
he got specifically very skinny, and then he did do a whole breakdown on in an interview afterwards saying, I, you know, I felt such extreme control over losing 70 pounds by not eating. It's like, yeah, it's called an eating disorder. That's why you do it. It's because you have uh, very bad anxiety or you have a horrible depression and you feel like everything's in a, a fucking, uh, uh, you're sliding down towards yeah. chaos. And the only way to hold your life together is make sure you only eat two hard-boiled eggs a day. Well, that is a great point, Henry. That is what eating disorders are. A way for you to control, whether it be getting big... <laughs> Or getting tiny. Would you say that he was thinner than Christian Bale in The Machinist? I think that if you ask Christian Bale, he'd be like, no, I was the skinniest actor of all time. <laughs> and then Joaquin Phoenix would be like, no, sir, I was the skinniest actor of all time. You know what's so funny? That is the difference between professional wrestlers and actors. I was watching the Goldberg documentary about Bill yes. Goldberg and... 30 minutes of it was him complaining about how he can't gain weight. He's like, I gotta gain weight. I'm 56. I'm like, you are such a bastard. Such a bastard. You can gain weight. It's called get a rascal. Yeah. And the weight just <laughs> arrives at you. But uh, they but like in to do it horror. in a muscular way. Yes, in terms I've been of watched some. I, I've been try, oh, every year I try to do 31 for 31. Okay. And so a lot of times what I'll end up doing is that if I miss a day because of travel, like I double back up. Okay. So I'll watch two or three in a night to make sure I got it. The family loves it. I've, I don't hold the living room hostage. This no. is not about that. I, I, it's not that everyone's afraid of me. Sure. No, honestly, it's true. Natalie does join me, which is nice, except it made us interrupt because we've been watching Game of Thrones as well because we never watched it because we don't like being a part of fads and as we were watching it now now I don't remember what's happened in the show so we probably have to start it all over again you're doing but, Game of Thrones now yeah huh okay I don't know it's think- something to, it, it's a show we're watching because we were in we were because we always have like a show we are watching and then you know n- normal shit because we don't like watching all of the shows. I can't keep up with all of the stupid television. Oh, it's it's totally impossible. It'll it'll take over your entire life. And if you love superhero uh, movies and television shows, now they got the Marvel app, and you're doomed. You're only. I'm not gonna- a big superhero movie or television show fan. I'm a big fan of nooses. Nooses as yeah. it, as a genre of film. No, no, just called committing suicide. Cause uh, that's what I'm talking about. I'd rather do that. I, I actually, no, that's not true. I, I love to live. I love to live. If I choose between watching the Arrow show and committing suicide, I'll watch the Arrow show, but I don't want to see it. I, Is I it mean, called the Arrow show? I think it's called Arrow, but yeah, it could be called the Arrow show. I like the color green in it. Great. <laughs> I do. <laughs> that never, great. That's the only thing I know about it, but I do like that color green they use. A good forest green. But in so for Halloween specifically for thirty one for thirty one, I like mixing up classic rewatches. Like last year, I okay. watched every single Hellraiser. I didn't oh really my. talk about it, but yeah. I watched every single Hellraiser, and I and they obviously they go up and down in quality. Yes, they do. Hellraiser three is surprisingly fun. Hellraiser three. Now that is the one where the man he runs the rock joint, right? And yes. that's the one where he has this tulpa. And all yes, of the and it's victims. got the CD head. Yeah, of course. Cenobite. That it's might be. Sweet. I don't want to talk out of school here, but I think that's my favorite Hellraiser. It, it it's close. It's, it's very close. Besides fun. the original, because the original is just. I mean, it's just incredible. Will there ever it's be? A, is there? We're not even in talks of a Hellraiser reboot right now. 
No, because they try to do it. I watched the fat Hellraiser. Oh, my one. God. He's not even a fat actor, but honestly, we got to take Joaquin Phoenix. Now that he's thin with Joker and he knows how to play a more horrific character, just put him in the pinhead makeup. Let's just get Ooh. this out of the way while he's still it's- loving to only eat two eggs before he starts eating steak when he stars would- as John Wayne in a biopic next time. I would come so hard for a Joaquin Phoenix Hellraiser. I would too. Woo! That would but be. But I also wh- watch. So then, uh, but this year, so so I've tried to hit a new franchise. My okay. big thing is that I've never seen all the saws. Really? So, yes. So okay. I watched Saw One, which is again far too serious. Save me yes. with fucking Joker. It's so serious. It's so serious. I are just you want- do? Are you doing the why so serious thing? Why? So serious. <laughs> Where it's like you could just do a little bit of a joke. I mean, you're still a joker, whatever. See, this is nice because I have seen all the saws. Um, and I'm interested to hear your take because I, everyone's like, oh, horror porn, all this nonsense. They are straight up by the time you get to saw three, four, five, six goofball slapstick comedies. Well, this is so t- please guide me. All right. So saw one classic. Great. Classic. Fine. You know. I fucking shut off Saw 2. Saw 2, Saw is, two is garbage. Saw 2 is almost unwatchable, but you've got to get through it so you don't lose the storyline. Henry, there is a big time. So you're only you're through Saw 1 and 15 minutes of Saw 2? I made it through about half an hour of Saw 2, and I was like, this is fucking garbage. And I watched all the phantasms. <laughs> <laughs> phantasms like, hold is- up, though, because, you know, say what you want. But Coscarelli, uh, uh, the uh, Coscarello, the uh, the director, keeping the same cast for Phantasm <laughs> was the smart. single it's like greatest boyhood because a mistake. They all aged horribly, <laughs> yes. and yes. it is unreal. Yes. It is so yes. awesome. I love that franchise. I love that franchise. Although as I got older, I realized the tall man. He's only like five eleven. Actors yeah, he's are not all really like, tall. He's not that tall. But I, I love Phantasm. If you haven't seen the Phantasm series. Again, you do have to sit through a lot of like questionable filmmaking, but yes. it is so worth it. So the worth moments it. that come Woo. are great. They are really good, and it's also such a good wackadoo sci-fi horror because yes. then it starts leaning on the sci-fi end, yes. which I think is really fun. I I really love Phantasm, but yes. So you're saying, can I just read the Wikipedia? Of a Saw 2 and watch Saw 3. They're not complex in, ah. in many ways. But in others, there are because, I don't want to ruin this for you, but you know it's been out for a decade. As the series progresses, Jigsaw, obviously, uh, it is, it's an idea. And there are multiple yes. other people uh, who perhaps uh, have learned to love themselves because oh. Jigsaw tortured them. And oh. maybe there's a group of people at one point that get together and they have their Jigsaw appreciation meetings and all of them look like they are Iraq War or okay, uh, World War II veterans. I have to because get there. they're all missing, like, whatever horror that they were put through. They're all missing a limb or an eye or neck. I and, gotta uh, get there. It really I gotta is. get to that point. By the All right, time I'll, you get, I'll press on. Just honestly, you could even watch them in reverse because by the end of it, it's just <laughs> a bunch of nerds like you and I, Henry, sitting in a room trying to make a horror themed game of mousetrap. 
because everything is just so ridiculous. Because it has to be so complicated. So complicated. Everything is a lesson within a lesson within a game within a game. And then it's just I'm just watching Donnie Wahlberg suck on a cigarette (laughs) that first that second saw too, and I was like, I can't watch this shit anymore. But then every they always have a Scooby Doo flip at the end, and it is it is just I I recommend the Saw series. I don't understand. I'm just happy that we're over the time when people were were taking it seriously in the way yes. that they were saying, like, this is damaging to children. I'm like, this is ridiculous. It so is I, absolutely well, – because that's what we talk about all the time. Nat and I are like, I love the artistry of the kills. I yes, think that they're fun. fun looking. They're super metal. And you forget that James Wan was also a really talented director at one point. Yes. They actually really knew what the hell he was doing. And also um, no one has actually died in any way in which they show people dying in the in the movie Saw. It has never happened. Well, there is apparently there has been a Jigsaw inspired uh guy is that, that has been right? happening recently. Oh, my that is, goodness. Uh, there is a story right now, um, a guy named the uh, Jeffrey Howe uh, that uh, was murdered by a guy that was, like, put through a system. Essentially, there is – there's a I, – I can't remember the name of the podcast. There's a podcast out right now that is starting to break down this one guy. Basically, he killed one dude okay. in a gigantic labyrinth. Oh my goodness! So it, it does inspire creativity. I <laughs> I also am working my way through Child's Play, which is entirely worth it. Have you I, seen I the am, latest one yet? Because I heard the latest one was really good. I was about to push it. play last night, and I didn't yet, but I will. Loved it. Okay. I am one of those. I am a haunted doll person. Sure, I, you've I been like, saying this. I like haunted dolls. The boy? Have you seen the boy? I, I did see the boy. Yes, it's the boy. The boy's <laughs> doing it. That's my favorite. They'd be like, it can't possibly be the boy. The boy's a doll, and it's like the boy's the one doing the crimes. I love that shit. <laughs> also, you know what I also you know that's again? not going to get you out of jail though. When you get your speeding ticket, when you're super stoned, the, the boy did be like, no, no. I need to just keep a ventriloquist dummy with me at all times. Be like. The boy's making me do it. He tells me horrible things. Yep, I, I agree. The boy and dead silence. I know we're mixing puppets and dolls here, but let's just say that they're one entity. Uh, dead silence is hey, also man. a great movie. I'm going to put it this way. If you email us to correct us the difference between a puppet and a doll, you're a pedophile. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you fucking dare. Um, because you're disgusting. I, okay. I, it's a hard but, statement here on uh, on side stories, but that's that's... And we're steadfast on that one. I'm hardline on that. Okay. Uh, another good one I just watched that I forgot was really creepy was The Canal. I never heard of it. Irish horror film. Okay. About a dude moving into with his wife who's super hot but is just not that into him and seems to make him really upset. He moves into a house where the uh, man that lived there in the 1800s murdered his cheating wife uh, and the ghost sort of inhabits this man okay very cool it's very good it's very good uh that that was really good and also the wrinkles the clown documentary is fun i didn't even what is that wrinkles the clown so there was a period of time it was in 2016 right before uh everything slid into total fucking chaos we were having those clown sightings everywhere yes, of we're course. back and when news was wholesome 
Wrinkles the Clown was a guy that created a viral video of him saying, you can hire me, you can call up my number, and I'll come and scare your bad kids. And it became sort of like a viral thing. And it's very, very interesting. And it harkens back to a real phenomena that was in nineteen the 1980s, like 1981. I want to say it coincided with the... It coincided when they finally gave Joe and Gacy the death penalty okay. in uh, 1980. It was this rash of clown sightings. If you look up 1981 Phantom Clowns, it is this. It is a phenomena. It was a social phenomena that was talking about the. There was rumors that were both debunked and not hmm. of people in clown costumes fucking. With people like causing general mayhem. Was it inspired by John Wayne Gacy or did it just so happen? It seems that you couldn't really separate the two because at the time pogo fever was kind of happening in the country. Right. Because I mean, I guess after John Wayne Gacy was dead, you could really have fun with it now. You could really just be like, that that was cosplay. That is what that was. Yeah. Serial killer cosplay. That I mean, I, I think that is when 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 something is gone, when someone is dead, then you can start to like be like that was really weird though, right? Like, yeah, that was weird. That was strange. He's like a big that fat. That was strange, like, and he like did that, right? Yeah, be like, can I weird. do that? Should I burn my clown costume? Well, no, I think you should wear it, Brian. And you also need to reverse Joaquin Phoenix yourself, put on some weight so you can really look like a creepy pogo. That's what I have to do to get my fucking acting career back. I know I it, buddy. Fat. Well, actually, if you want to see a movie based on clowns that is truly horrifying as well, it's about three years old now, but Clown. 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 Clown is a great horror film. The dude puts on a clown suit. Uh, he wants to wear it to surprise his nephew, I think, at a birthday party. And then things get a little uh, spooky-ooky. Yes. Um, well, another let's... good one to see that I watched recently was Vincent Price's The Fly. Oh. And also, the creep show, television show, is great on Shudder. Yes, I have been watching that, and that is old school. They captured the vibe. Also, if you really want to get old school, they still have all those old, uh, oh my God, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Are You Afraid of the Dark is still on, I believe it's on Netflix now, and Goosebumps. the children's show? <laughs> yes, and you Goosebumps. You like it? Dude, they're the best because the twists are amazing. Goosebumps. You're you're watching them drunk. You're sitting there. (laughs) You know what's also really good? I would put out there, all right, a couple other movies out there. Incident in a Ghost Land is fantastic. Okay. I watched that recently. Very, very good. And so is The Taking of Deborah Logan. Seen that? Very tasty. Very good. These are so. These are the things I've been watching. I oh. mean, I'm just trying to keep you going, man. This is October. You better be fucking mainlining that horror. We got to be doing this shit. I absolutely agree. I completely love it. Check out all of the good horror films that are out there. And if you don't have Shutter, they don't sponsor the show because they don't have that much money. But you know what? Let's get them some money. It's only seven ninety nine. I don't know if they even like are happy that we pump it so often. <laughs> like, I don't even know. No one's, I've never received a message saying no. that they like that we talk about the show. I don't know if there's going to be working at Shutter. It could just be bots. But whatever be. the bots are doing over there is really good. They've got really good programming over there. They really do. And uh, it's, if you want to see a horror film from the 1940s all the way up to today, you can see them on Shutter. Highly, highly worth it. Well, speaking of horror, let's just do a little bit of news here. Yes. Man, so big news in serial killer history. 
This fella, Samuel Little, we've talked about him a little bit before in the past, yes. but now he's back in the mainstream. Samuel Little is now considered uh, the worst. I hate when people say the best or prolific. There's nothing prolific or good about this man. He is the worst serial killer in United States history. The FBI has now confirmed 50 people. However, Little has confessed to, I believe, 93 he says he's confessed in 93. They say they have confirmed 50. Right. I keep looking up. How did they confirm it? And it seems like it is a con- he has he's doing a lot of confessing. Right. And he apparently has a photographic memory. So he has been drawing pictures of victims and describing victims. Yes. And then they're using his DNA. On cold cases. And I guess are slowly but surely, because this has been since 2012. Yes. So now they have been slowly but surely connecting them to all these dots, which is just like, how did the, if this is real, because again, we've talked about this a couple times with serial killers we've covered about how like once you're in jail, you can confess to fucking everything. Oh, sure. Because he gave up, basically what he said is that I'll give you as many bodies as I, I gave I'll give you as many bodies as I made as long as I don't get the death penalty. Right. So they didn't give him the death penalty, and so now he's just rattling him. They just bring him in because, oh, but what do we also know about confessions? It gets you out of gen pop. Right. He's 79 years old. He's, he's fucking, he's an old bastard. Yeah. So they fucking pull him out of gen pop. He doesn't have to deal with anybody. He gets coffee and cigarettes. Right. And special meals. He gets to sit in an interview room all day. Fucking hobnobbing with the cops. I watched about 15 minutes. They have about 15 minutes of his confessions on the FBI YouTube page. Yeah, which is, Um, I watched it as well, and I was like, way to get in there, FBI. It's not sponsored. I didn't see any ads for Nestle or anything for, like, the upcoming newest feature film coming from Disney. They're leaving money on the table. The FBI is leaving money on the table, and they really need to stop doing that. But this uh, is what's they, interesting. Going back to uh, just, but he just, seems to have like a, but he seems to have like a joy talking about the details. Yeah, and that was why I am wondering if like they need to um, like be broadcasting it. I think this yeah. is sort of exactly what he wants. Well, because now, because he he really is a fucking piece of shit. Like he oh, is yeah. just a. Very, uh, like he is very scary. He's a big old boy, big, strong, big, yeah. strong. He's a big, he's a big man. He is, um, he is. big dude. Um, he strangled and beat every one of his victims to death. He was operating from 1970 to 2005, mm-hmm. and then they got him at a and during, I guess, some sort of DNA sweep, which is also not completely clear, at a homeless shelter. Interesting. They got him at a homeless shelter, and apparently the CIA has now been doing this uh, fairly often. They, as soon as this was done, the residents were concerned about because he was caught in Louisville. Mm-hmm. Um, after he got caught, apparently residents were concerned about a DNA for cash transactions that were happening in the homeless com- community. This is from Wave Three News, interesting uh, in Louisville by Felicia Ashley. Uh, they are saying that these homeless people essentially are being approached and given 20 bucks to get a sample of their DNA. And then they're using them, they're running them through the systems. Because now we're seeing that's how uh, the uh, Golden State. Rapist yep. was fucking <clears throat> Golden State uh, killer, caught. same person. Yes. Yeah. 
so now they are they are so it's all of these weird privacy concerns. So there's a lot of shit that about this case that is still like right. the book about him is going to be written, and we'll figure it out. So there's so, there's probably some un there's probably some cold case podcast that's already going through all the police files. Yeah, absolutely, and we'll talk about why he wasn't caught for so long. And obviously, we've discussed the notion of the less dead, which tends to be sex workers, specifically sex workers of color. But that's um, what he specifically is, he said that he his whole thing is that I killed women that no one would miss. Exactly, but that is extremely concerning. And honestly, Henry, you're breaking breaking news to Ben Kissel here. I never heard of that program before. That almost Sounds like something we could delve into further. Uh, maybe on Top Hat we can go in that and here. But it seems like so they're paying $20 a pop for DNA of a person. But as we saw with the Golden State Killer, it was his relative that submitted for the, you know, for the DNA ancestry. Yes. And it turns out it, they don't show this in the commercial with like the leaf when all the leaves pop up. They don't show it when your uncle was also the Golden State Killer. Like they're like, I had no <laughs> I idea. I was related I to the Golden State Killer, <laughs> uh, much like how Ted we're Bundy supposed to. We're famous, um, but I would suppose it's not just about the homeless person's DNA. It's about their entire family lineage. That's what you get from DNA. So the fact that the feds are just paying twenty bucks a pop for something as invasive as that, very interesting. But this dude was around. He was uh, a, fag- a vaguely well-known homeless dude in the area, Samuel Little. He was a drifter killer, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh, he just w- w- operated in and out of the California, and he was in California, Texas, obviously Louisville. He was in Florida. He uh, was arrested many times as a very long rap sheet. Mm-hmm. He was a... a, a Still very little known, kind of about his his normal normal life. He said he basically did a he traveled. That's that's what he said. He was a cemetery worker. He said he was an ambulance attendant what, at one point. What does that, know what mean? that means? You just pretend to be the body in the back, so the ambulance yes, knows. Like, like try to lift me. <laughs> he was, uh, but he was arrested for in eight states for DUI fraud, shoplifting, solicitation, armed robbery, aggravated assault, and rape. He was already investigated two separate times for attempted murder of a of uh, a woman. Jeez. He was in several murder investigations. He just got a fucking acquitted each time because they just didn't have any evidence on him. And then he just rambled into another series of crimes. And I guess he just quit. In 2005? Yeah, or that's that what w- he says. He says that he stopped doing shit in 2005. So he just put up, he just t- put his cap on the nail on the wall and was like, today's the last day. Oh, but the first day of the rest of my life. Just put his time card in, nodded at BTK, nodded at Son of Sam. <laughs> They're like, have fun in retirement. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, working hard, hardly working. You know what I mean? Doing that shit? Yeah. Yeah. It's like that horror movie Beyond the Mask, which is another great horror film as far as I'm concerned. That's a really good one. So going back to what we were talking about with the uh, with the less dead, this is according to FBI crime uh, analyst Christy Palazzolo. She says, for many years, Samuel Little believed he would not be caught because he thought no one was accounting for his victims. I do like that the FBI was like, he thought no one was accounting for his victims. But then it's like, the FBI is like, uh, oh, yeah, we're not accounting for his victims. No, we didn't account for any of the victims. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, 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 the FBI correct. is like, try, technically, he was right about that. She goes on to say, even though he is already in prison, the FBI believes it is important to seek justice for each for each victim to close every case 
possible. The FBI has set up a website showing showing Little's sketches. As Henry mentioned, the dude does remember the faces of the people he killed, or at the very least, he's good at doing make-em-ups. I don't know. He's, he is either just doing make-em-ups and one of the most incredible performance art like things within true crime like he's just making shit up off the top of his dome and he's being a fucking real Basquiat have they you sure if that's what he's doing but right. I really think that in the, I did you see some know. of these sketches yes they're very haunting the, they and are. they are very specific they and, really are and he is he might be right the one thing I will say about the the interviews is that it does not look like it looks like he's remembering you know what I mean? Right. Where the way the details are coming out of his mouth mm-hmm, are, mm-hmm. Are, are, he's doing the thing. He's looking up and right, and he's collecting data and coming out. Because I don't think he's necessarily a bright man. No, He no. is just a brutal man. And the way he kind of talks about it is very perfunctory, where he just, he's like, yeah, I did her in the car. And right. then I just pulled over the road. I found a little thing. And there was a dirt road. There's always a dirt road. Yeah. There's always just like a place he would just go through the Everglades. I mean, like you got fucking alligators and all these animals that are doing your disposable, do your doing your disposal for you. So he's just dragging them in the fucking. He's like, yeah, I cover with leaves, and I left. Yeah, this he is a- went uncaught for thirty five years. Good lord! Because he, and the only thing he did to really cover up his crimes is like. I put a hat on her face. It looked like she fell asleep working the field. Being like, no, that's not. You, you didn't even chop it up and feed it to dogs. No, she did not go Kuklinski on this whatsoever. No rats were involved. And again, it's almost like no one was looking for the bodies. It um, is very, it's horrible. It's it horrible. It is each, horrible. It's it, horrible. And this is, again, going back to uh, Christy uh, Palazzo. Palazzo. Lolo. She says, uh, over the course of that interview in May, he went through city and state and gave Ranger Holland the number of people he killed in each place. Uh, he said Jackson, Mississippi, he killed one. Cincinnati, yeah, dude. Uh, he killed, oh, in Cincinnati, he killed one. In Phoenix, Arizona, he killed three. In Las Vegas, Nevada, he killed one. So it seems like not just does he recognize who he killed and their faces, but he also remembers how many people he killed in which places. And it seems sort of counter to what we think about when it comes to serial killers, like Ted Bundy, obviously the famous quote, like you know, you, you forget the crowbar or the wrench or whatever the hell that was. Like, it seems like Bundy couldn't even do uh, as specific of, uh, you know, uh, recollection on his victims. And Bundy was supposed to actually be smart. So maybe this guy is like, uh, a savant in some way. Like, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe someone who has a memory. Well, he's got he a photographic a, memory. He, yeah, he, photographic, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know what the hell's... I don't know what the hell's up with this shit. He seems to be... He does seem to be very in tune, and he seems to remember each one. He seems to have an emotional memory for each one of these murders. It seems yeah. like he drew the pictures to remember. It seems like, honestly, he's been replaying them over and over for forever, because the we, way he described it is that they he just straight up is like, "This is what I do. This right. was me. I was a serial killer. That's just kind. Of, that was my every day. It was what I thought about every single day." And again, you can go to the FBI YouTube channel if you want to check out their new programming. Samuel Little confesses. Um, it really but yeah, is. Yeah, he's a yeah, he's a piece of shit. But now he gets to be going all these road trips. 
So they're taking him out of prison now, checking in, checking to see if what he's saying is accurate or are they keeping him in prison and going to snoop around? I don't quite know if he's getting out of prison or not, um, but he is definitely, I guess this is the final phase of being a serial killer. Now he gets his recognition. It's almost too good for him. Well, that's, I mean, it's all this shit. It's like yeah. everyone was so happy. I mean, unfortunately, it makes me, I, the, the term justice porn has been said again. It's something about oh, like the okay. Golden State Killer, where it's like everybody's so happy that he's been gotten got. Everyone's really excited that justice is finally done. Man, he's fucking 79 years old. He's 80 years old. He made yeah, it. Yeah, he's even older. He yeah. literally made it all the way to the end. And he and he lived through it. It's because and it's because our, our police departments don't speak to each other. And it's because they're murdering people that they don't care about because they don't care about sex workers. They certainly that is what did it's about. So we years. now have to go and celebrate. We got him. It's like, yeah, you got an 80-year-old man that was living in a homeless shelter that had already stopped being an active serial killer. He, he was already over it. He was already into whatever. He was waiting to die. Over it, do you think these drawings that he's created uh, will end up on the serial killer market? The serial killer market is getting uh, harder and harder to, uh, you have to be pretty legit now. Nowadays, it's like, because I went to, I've been to several serial killer art shows in LA. You went to one with John Wayne Gacy, right? Yes, and then I was supposed to go to one with Charles Manson, but I didn't you know, because. But we were on the road. But as we were, uh, Lethal Amounts is an incredible uh, art gallery in Los Angeles. If you're ever in Los Angeles and you want to see whatever show is going on there, Lethal Amounts is pretty fucking sweet. Lethal uh, Amounts, okay. They, uh, they, you have to give a certain amount to victims societies. Like even if you were selling tickets to the event, you have to give money towards charity. You have to okay. do things now. Where so it probably will end up. I imagine something like the Museum of Death will purchase these paintings at some point. He won't make this money, but no. hopefully families of the victims will make some money. Yeah, because they really are I don't know. They're just really interesting and you can see a bunch of the sketches on the internet as you can see everything else. Um, but they really are haunting, haunting uh, drawings and depictions. And he seems to give his victims even a sense of emotion in the drawings. So, I mean, he must have been able to feel that he was doing something that was causing someone else an immense amount of distress, pain, and misery. But obviously, he didn't, he didn't care. Um, yeah, and, he's a bad dude. Uh, again, going back to a little bit of the racial component here. I think without a doubt, uh, he doesn't get to this number if he was killing anyone that was not black uh, and was not a sex worker. There's no way he gets to this number. And also being an African-American um, homeless person himself off the grid entirely. You know, we saw this with the Grim Sleeper as well. We covered him briefly in the last podcast on the left. These people were able to get away with it for much, much longer because society turned a blind eye. And um, it really is just a tragic double-edged sword when it comes to the uh, uh, racial injustice in our country. Absolutely. And white people, and as we talked about in that episode with the Grim Sleeper, white people don't want to talk about it because they don't want to seem like they don't want to be like, oh, I don't want to be called insensitive. It's like these are serial killers. Like yeah. this is not this is not about your like hashtag whatever society. No, they, no, no, these, no, no. These, these are, are serial killers. killers. These so. are serial killers. Uh, but it's they, they. There's a lot of talk about he was you know he he was uh, quote unquote very charming. Uh, Samuel Little he kind of worked his way into people's lives. He right. had girlfriends. He had all of this shit, but he still man. It's again all of these people still add these kind of caveats 
to him. He's like, oh, but when I met him, he was actually really nice. It was like, yeah, I know. But he was the last thing that 93 women saw. Right. So exactly. he was, uh, yeah. So he, he ended up, he said one specific statement was that I had a woman in a car. And when she realized I was crazy, the only thing that she could say was, oh, shit. Good Lord. Those are no, n- but, and now he's in jail doing whatever the hell he's going to do. Uh, and hopefully th- more because that's a, oh, I want to say uh-huh. where they're, they're asking for people to listen to the three confessions that he has put out. They were FBI is straight up asking if you have any idea who these victims are. They're trying to identify some of his final victims. Okay. So there is a website. I forget the name. There is no website. Just like look up Samuel little identify victims. And find out, like, they have all the shit where they have tips. We're saying, like, call into a tip hotline to help identify some of these victims. All right. So make sure, yeah, check that out. Um, Really interesting. And we will keep you up to date as uh, more information comes to light. Samuel Little seems to love speaking at this point. So I'm sure he will have more to say. In the future. Um, okay, Henry. All right, I want to talk about this real quick. All right. It's been coming up again and again, and it's really just about... you. This We're in a fucking wackadoo goddamn timeline. No. We are just in a... I just, you know, I, I'm still beside myself. It's still just like... <laughs> we had disclosure two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Where the, the Navy said that they officially have no clue what UAVs are. Yes. Um, and now NPR itself is reporting <laughs> on cattle mutilations in Oregon. And which is just National like, Public Radio is doing this now. It the, is. This is where we're at. So it's literally like, uh, welcome to NPR. Today we're going to be talking about cattle mutilations. We there was a, a no blood. At the, story. Yeah. Now we want to warn our listeners there is some talk of cows disappearing <laughs> so i don't want you to be triggered if you have cows move them away from the radio i do not want them to be scared and spoil their strawberry milk but you no know, here we have in the early morning light dust from hoops creates a fog at Sylvie's valley ranch in remote eastern oregon Ooh, they're being scary they really are that's straight out of the article from uh from npr the name of this title the title of this article if you want to read it is not one drop of blood cattle mysteriously mutilated in oregon by Anna King, and I guess it was on All Things Considered, which is one of those shows that I use to fall asleep. I do love that this is like, I they definitely scared some people. This is the closest you can get to a War of the Worlds, you know, because, you know, the thing is with yeah. like, you know, with like um, one of our favorite People have sh- not heard these things before. It's people on NPR, NPR that are listening to NPR yes, have exactly. not heard of cattle mutilations yes. before. So this is bone shattering for these people they thought cows <laughs> sing songs with each other like whales that's what they, they think cows can communicate and play chess and do math and shit all right so five young purebred bulls mysteriously showed up dead on the ranch this past summer they were completely drained of blood with Ooh. body parts precisely removed this is very interesting the ranch's yes. vice president colby marshall he says we'll go here take a little walk around a bull around in the carcass Carcass stiller. Oh, I'm sorry. What what did he say? The carcass. The the carcass. The carcass of bull stiller. The excuse me, farmer. Could you speak yep. in NPR English, please? The carcass of the bull is still over there. <laughs> 
coming upon one of the dead bulls. They're saying the bull looks like a giant deflated plush toy. It smells. Clearly, there are no sounds of buzzards, coyotes, or other scavengers. His red coat is as shiny as if he was going to the fair. But he's bloodless, and his tongue and genitals have been surgically cut out. Good for him. My God. I am just saying, the reason why this story is fun... It's because it's on NPR now. Yes. And it's the picture- aliens have worked their way so deep uh-huh. into mainstream society that even NPR, I mean, like, they're busting the story. So they are blowing minds. They are on blowing that side minds. of the fucking the radio. And the picture of the cow, they have it. It's right there at the top of the article. It looks like John Candy and John Belushi and Chris Farley simultaneously jumped on this cow. And completely deflated it. It is really, really creepy. So there's a lot of theories that are going around here. This is according to Harney County Sheriff's Deputy Dan Jenkins, uh, who's been working the cattle cases. So he's literally, there is a deputy right now working cattle cases, going home to his wife, slamming down whiskey. He started to smoke again. He didn't smoke for 20 years. Hell, man, it's scary, dude. (laughs) It's crazy. And this is what Jenkins says. He says, a lot of people lean towards aliens. He goes on to say, one caller had told us to look for basically a depression under the carcass. He goes on to say, because he said that the alien ships will kind of beam the cow up and do whatever they're going to do with it. Then they just drop them from a great height. This is a this is a sheriff's deputy, Dan Jenkins. So he, this is the beginning of a Nicolas Cage crime thriller. But I'm saying this is how far we have come. This is how far ufology has gotten to, is that they are talking about that is old school, like deep cut. The cattle mutilations used to be a thing that we have always, I mean, they've been around for forever, which is why it's one of the phenomenon that's more interesting than any of the others, because they have no clue really what's happening. Again, hyper skeptical. You can always say it's animals. You could say it's all of this shit. You could say whatever it is that you want. But when you have these ranchers looking at these, they see animals consumed by other animals every day. They know what it looks like. Some point, they see something like this that is so outside of their parameters of their understanding. Yes. That they, it, I mean, you know, I'm not saying it's necessarily aliens. I don't even know what aliens are anymore. I'm now in a whole point. I'm in a, this is a whole point where we're just kind of we're making a, a reality possible. Like yeah. there's something about even just the chicken and the egg of us believing in the phenomena more and more, making it more concrete as it goes. The phenomena in us are in a constant communication, validating it. We are making it real as well. It's right. 50-50 between our unconscious and some kind of intelligence, Kissel. And if you I, don't fucking I, look at me, I, you don't I, look at me with that <laughs> side eye, Kissel. But you know what? I have solved chicken or the egg. It's the egg. The egg came first. Uh, I decided it so because that would make the most amount of sense because you can't. Okay, but this is not the first time this has happened in the surrounding area here. About two years ago, 200 miles south of where we're talking about, a fellow named Andy Davies said that he found some of his cows cut up and bloodless. This is what he had to say regarding uh, what they did. They circled around the tracks. They were looking all over the place. They didn't find any tracks. And he says, 
And he, and he said it's a very dusty country. Then he says everything you do leaves tracks. But they did not find any tracks. So it really is hilarious that NPR is now scaring the hell out of a bunch of house moms and house dads as they sit there trying to enjoy their stories of Gerald Ford and how he wasn't actually a very good athlete in college. And then they're like, and all the cows are getting abducted. But wait a second, I was listening to NPR and they told me Lady Gaga defeated carnivorism. (laughs) I thought we had defeated it. The hamburger was a thing of the past. Well, apparently it no longer is because the aliens have found out how amazing the taste of beef is and that's what they're doing. What if we're just making aliens fat? (laughs) <laughs> what if there's just an alien did mcdonald's sign a deal with the aliens and they're like and the thing is you can just take our cows we'll I give you the secret this thing called protein it helps me bulk up after a day of blasting my quads but you know a lot of alien stuff out there wasn't uh what is it tom DeLong? wasn't there something that he said was from an unknown spacecraft and then it just turned out to be a piece of concrete and he paid like a thousand dollars for it or ten thousand dollars for it there, it just came out tom DeLong. it looks like the, he's been saying he's had a, a thing of exotic metals that he paid 35 grand for and they think it might be bismuth <laughs> It might be six pieces of bismuth slash magnesium zinc oh, man. and a piece of aluminum. Dude, Tom DeLong, he lost his wife. And I don't know. Maybe it wasn't true love. Ufology is hard, dude. I know. I just really starting to feel bad for him. And Blink-182 starting to tour again. I know they've replaced him in the band. But I'm sure if he's just like, guys, guys, just let me play one song. I'm sure they'll let him play again because at some point he's going to go bankrupt and he's going to be loveless and I'm going to be desperate and sad. And then he's going to listen to Adam's song. No, Blink- dude, he's you know what he'll song. do? What? Honestly, he'll just, he'll go back to fucking Blink-182. All right. Well, I hope At one so. point he'll just, if it gets really bad, they don't want him back. Yeah. The well, new song, they had a new single out that just basically about how much they miss him. Is that right? Yes. Oh, no. Isn't that sad? That's so sad. They have to tell their friend. I know that's where we have gotten to a delusional part of our lives, where you are writing hit singles about how much you miss me, you know? (laughs) Just a whole podcast called Missy and Henry and be like, what happened? Did he die? Did he go to the National Forest and get abducted? No, no. I literally, I just miss Henry. Like, he is gone mentally. He's right in the (laughs) same house. He and Natalie, I know exactly where they live. No, I said so. Because uh, you're getting taller. Because you're getting bigger. Uh, we're all going to turn into our parents one day. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm already half my mother. Um, all right. Well, let's see. I really, you know, when it comes to Hero of the Week, I don't know what to do this week. There was a dude who was uh, he was being held up at gunpoint, and uh, he lit a cigarette. I thought that was kind of cool. I don't know. That that just fucking, he's just addicted to cigarettes. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> he just didn't know what else to do with his fucking time. Also, I want to say thank you to Matt Staggs for giving me the, to pointing out the new Joe Rogan episode. Thank you so much, buddy. Thanks, Matt. Always appreciate you. Um, you know what, dude? I'm just going to do the Hero of the Week is the people who've submitted all the Hero of the Week songs, and maybe we could just play two new Hero of the Week songs, and those are the Heroes of the Week. They're very divisive. <laughs> The Hero of the Week songs, apparently, they are very divisive. People either have no opinion or they have the most intense opinions of a thing that doesn't matter that I've ever heard our listeners have. Besides not besides the misspelling of a Reagan. That is, I would say that that is uh-huh. the 
most divisive thing that's ever been in our show. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, all right. Well, here are two new songs back to back Hero of the Week submissions. It's the Hero of the Week. There you go, Hero of the Week. How long was that? How long was that? <laughs> that We've got to make sure it's under two minutes. Oh, it's definitely under the two news. You submission. say it's definitely. No, it Some is. Of I listen Hero to Hero of the Week songs are like a minute long. <laughs> I, I barely. Travis, just make sure it's under 90 seconds. Seven minutes? No, not seven minutes. They're the I, hero. They're the, they get a little time, Henry. But yes, you're right. Not, it was 90 seconds. Travis edited it. I promise you. I promise. I know. I just saying. I just. I know our our listeners are enthusiastic, and I am also. I am an indulgent <laughs> artist. I've been called that. So I'm saying that if you said it here of the week song and it's over a minute long, people are going to be upset. Yes, I know. <laughs> yes. All right. But you know what? The arts. If the arts don't. Uh, invoke an emotion. Is it even a piece of art? Wow. 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 All right. I have some listener letters. And before Henry reads this email, we are going to announce we are going to be doing two full episodes of Listener Pasta. So send in your spooky, ooky tales and keep them, you know, kind of short. They, you know, maybe within like a... A, a minute minute reading at at, at at longest, right? Minute 90 seconds at longest, you know, please. Honestly, we just send in what you got. We're pick, we're picking through because some will be longer and some will be shorter. We that's the reason why we're doing two episodes is yeah. we got straight we already have had hundreds of submissions. Yes. And this is and some of these, the goal with these is what we're really trying to do is we're trying to fucking be scary. All yes. of this month, we're trying to get scary. Last podcast is getting scarier this week. We're going to be doing a lot of ooky spooky shit because we've been in history land I mean, for quite a bit. And I want to thank everyone for the response on the Mormonism series. It lives forever. And my God, you guys have been so supportive and wonderful. And, and yes, we will get back to aliens, blood and guts and all the things you love as well here this month. Um, but email side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. That's side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. Let us know your spooky, ooky tales, and we will read some on the show. All right, emails. Here we go. This is from A. I was just listening to your re- most recent episode of Side Stories, and the mention of precocious puberty reminded me of this really incredible <laughs> article I read written by a man, Patrick Burley. Are we still on? Are we still on puberty? It's actually a very intense and challenging condition for a young child to cope with, and it absolutely makes sense that this is what Natalia has. For example, that is the Ukrainian orphan we've been talking about for a month. Yes. For example, at the age of two, Patrick had his first pubic hair. Oh, I I don't want to. Can we be done with puberty stories after this email, please? Yes. He had the testosterone levels of a 13-year-old and was growing facial hair. (laughs) By four, he was obsessively thinking about sex. Is this me? It was a condition he inherited from his father and his father and his father, whose parents simply lied about his age and skipped him several grades. Patrick's parents decided to keep him in the appropriate grade age-wise, but it took its toll in different ways. He was incredibly easy to provoke. 
which the other kids took advantage of. Oh. That's the, really, it's the only story. <laughs> you should look story. up the article about that guy. That's the story. This kid got... All right. Can we just be done talking about these wonderful people? Wonderful I people. Just, I'm just wondering, I'm, you know, science is science. Science is science. All right. Okay. This comes from C. To celebrate Spooky October, I thought I'd give you a little look into my daily or should say nightly life with parasomnias. I'll try to keep it short, but if you want to hear more, let me know. I am diagnosed with something called idiopathic hypersomnia, which means you're super tired and we don't know why, which means I'm always feeling like I just pulled an all-nighter. It also have a bunch of lovely side effects. Some people get sleep paralysis, like the time I believe I was abducted by aliens, and others, like me, have night terrors and hallucinations. Oof. Let's start with my night terrors. They're like nightmares on steroids, where I genuinely believe I'm about to die in a horrible way, mainly being crushed by trucks or heavy machinery. I nearly threw myself off my balcony once because I thought I was being suffocated in a room full of spiders. After that, I set up a series of obstacles to wake me up before getting to the balcony door. One time, I thought the wall was caving in on me and woke up with my palm split open, drenched in blood from pressing so hard against the wall. I'm not on benzos to take the edge off. Weed is another effective medication, but legalities means I literally have easier access to benzos. But that's a whole other discussion. Oh, and the terrors are especially fun when I'm sharing a room with others. While the night terrors are fun, the hallucinations are even funner. They come in two variants, insects on the walls and invasions of strangers. Insects are pretty self-explanatory. I see them everywhere. I'm asleep, but my eyes are open. So I take in the features of the room and warp them in a dream state. This is also what happens with the terrors. The strangers are the same deal. Basically, I believe my bedroom is full of people, sometimes Mm. strangers, sometimes the vague idea of people I know. I think every one of them had that dream where they're at work. I have that, but all my colleagues are in my bedroom. I'm embarrassed about the mess, about being in my PJs, confused as to why the fuck they're there in the first place. The strangers sometimes take on a more sinister vibe, too, and can really crowd the room. I've woken up pressed against the wall because I've had to make space for them on my bed. These guys usually appear more often in big, old buildings, like when I was living in an old apartment building or a hostel. I usually half wake up, debate with myself it's rude to shine a light in their faces, get my phone, turn on a torch, and realize I'm alone in my room. Damn. That's very interesting. This this is one of those. Uh, Other than these, I have super vivid dreams. So is that sleep paralysis? Because my understanding was you don't move during sleep paralysis. It seems to be they have a, uh, it's about being half asleep all the time. Damn. All right. Um, And I have one last, I have one last letter. Okay. This comes from Jay. The swelling in my anus was unbearable. I felt like I had defecated a diamond. Little I know this was just the beginning. The sheet over my nude body stuck to me like boxer briefs when one forgets to wipe. Where am I is all I could squeeze out of my sphincter-tight throat. There was no response. I looked at my body. It resembled the inside back end of a pair of dirty undergarments. Dark brown stains everywhere and a pain I could only describe as if someone were to tear their rectum open just a bit further. As I looked around the room, it resembled a truck stop restroom with less of the flair. Well now, a booming voice echoed from somewhere behind the stall-looking doors. She was covered head to toe in filth and had a great brown mist to her. Warning, this is not mud. I looked at her with fear as she slowly walked out of the room, attempting not to touch anything. A heavy black woman in a white lab coat appeared out of one of the other stall-like doors. Her confused gaze turned my stomach like right before diarrhea. She had a roll of toilet paper hanging from a chain around her neck. You're lucky to be alive. My asshole, I barely pushed out. You died on the toilet at the Home Depot. 
You were sitting reverse style, eating soup, and you choked to death. She moved towards the table with a walk as if she had not been, she's not made it to the toilet on time. They probably could have saved you, but you had put your pants back on over the back of the toilet. It just took too long to cut you off of there. The paramedic said that they've never seen anything like it before. The soup, I whispered. Campbell's, straight from the can like some kind of homeless person. She wasn't looking anywhere near me. You looked like you were really creating something special in there. Domination. The janitor was not thrilled. She flipped the toilet paper around her neck and patted the tip of my penis. Her fingers were nice. A strange circling motion around the pee-pee hole. Your body's a property of Home Depot now, but your penis, that is mine for now. I felt my dick harden. I'm not dead. Yeah. Ignore the smell. Who forgets to wipe? (laughs) I have never heard, like, no one has ever forgotten to wipe. That has never happened. Know, that's just a little taste of some of the listener possible. Oh, my God. Well, I don't like that. It's, it's not the right sentence to say after that, a little taste of what we're going to give in the future here. But no. Def- oh, and next week, I'm going to talk about the, mis- the disappearance of Susan Powell. I can't wait to get into the story. Now, apparently, there's also a Netflix special about that as well. So perhaps I'll give that, give that a gander. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening. And again, the side story is LPOTL at gmail.com. Submit your stories and we'll read them in our finest NPR voices. Love your life. You know what I mean? You got to love your life. Ah, uh, sure. Because other people are loving theirs. Right? You want to be like them. Yeah. You got to yeah. catch up to them. It's always the horrible live. people that love their lives, though. Yes, yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. It's always the earnest people that live with a sense of doubt. <laughs> All pervasive. And you live each day wondering, am I a fraud? Am I an empty husk wandering, just filled with electricity, just barely alive? Uh-huh. But I'm living, is what you say. Right. I'm living. That's when you got to laugh. Yeah, laugh. They're like, it's kind of funny that... I got a, this penis is just a bunch of little meat flaps on me, but it makes it makes all babies, huh? That's kind of funny. I got big funny. flappy. I got flappy meat loafs on the back of me, and my dookie comes out of that. Yeah. And sometimes, if you're a lady, you got flappy meat loafs on the fronts, and that's where the peepee but babies come out. So, you know, laugh at that. Indeed, you got to laugh at the human anatomy. It's a goofy. It's a goofy, goofy thing. Although some people are built uh, born in test tubes. Created in a lab, which I always wanted to be a lab baby. Um, all right, everyone, thank you all so much for listening, and never forget, hail yourselves. <laughs> yeah, you test two babies, hail Satan, man. All right, everyone, magustulations. Test two, man. Test two. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.